What's up, everybody? It's Keefe at GhostColdMag.com, and you are watching another weekly ritual. Technical difficulties already. We are back after a few weeks' break. Thank you very much for your patience with us. Sorry we were gone, but super stoked to be back uh, doing what we love to do, which is bringing you the METAL news, rock and metal news for you. Uh, we're going to go give the rundown of the show in a minute. I am on multiple screens, streaming on all the things, the best experience. For the weekly ritual is YouTube, Twitch, Facebook. We're also on Twitter. We're on TikTok. We're on Instagram. If you want to go on YouTube, Instagram, or TikTok and give us a little donation or go to our website at ghostcultmag.com and drop us a little, buy us a Kofi, a coffee at Kofi, or give us a little donation, uh, your questions will go to the front of the line. If you have questions about anything we're going to talk about in the world of rock and metal this week, Get in the conversation. Leave us some comments. Uh, we're back. We're going to try to get to a more regular schedule. I was back east for some family stuff and some travel and some other things. Saw Metallica kickoff show of their tour. Saw Stabbing Westward in New York. I saw Riot Fest in Chicago. I saw Danzig's headline tour. Now I'm back on the West Coast in San Francisco. More things to come. The global staff of Ghost Cult is out there every day of the week dropping reviews, going to concerts, taking pictures of bands, all kinds of stuff. So we're glad to be back at it. So let's uh, get into the deck here. <clears throat> all right. Here's our, our custom slideshow if you're watching on one of the streamers. Here's the layout of the show, the greeting. You're watching it right now. Then we go over some announcements, usually some, some big things, major things in the world. Then we talk about our features here at Ghost Cult. A lot of stuff going on to catch up for the last couple of weeks. That's going to be a larger section than usual. And then we're going to go down festival news. Lots of big festivals still to come this fall in the world and some announced for next year. All the major tours, bunch of tours kicking off this week. As we get into the final quarter of the year. And then the major news stories of the week. Then we do a little Music Friday Kung Fu. And talk about the records you should be picking up today. Spinning, buying, supporting. And then a little fun. Uh, a little look in our mailbag. Or stuff that's been exciting us at home this week. And things that have been sent to us. And other things we have acquired along the way. And did some record shopping. You'll hear about that soon too. Lots of cool stuff going on. In the world, I don't mind seeing the blocked a little bit by my screen. Nope, that way. A little more of me there. Oh, all right. So that's the announcements. That's the uh, housekeeping of the show. If I go here a little bit, there we go. That's the right angle. Haha. -ha. Um, just trying to get seen, be seen, and be seen. That's what we do here. Oh, what a wild week. So, that was the opening. We did the housekeeping. And now it's time for some announcements. Uh, some of these are some tough stuff. So, uh, we will dispense with the bad news first, as usual. Uh, we're still, on the good news side, we're still supporting the uh, Solidarity, Solidarity Voices Comp from Fine Shammy Records. You can get more information on that in the description of this video, wherever it lives. And we hope to bring you an interview with those guys soon. Give me life radio. What's up? Good to see you. Thanks for joining our show. 
Uh, on to some other news. Uh, this is John Kennedy, the uh, one of the early bassists for Cradle of Filth and the co-founder and vocalist of Hecate Enthroned and some other bands. He died suddenly this week. Uh, there was many tributes paid to him from the black metal community, especially Danny Filth of Cradle of Filth. He was only in Cradle for a year, and he was on the original recording of Dusk and Her Embrace that did not get released. It was re-recorded with other members, and then that came out in uh, 2016. Um, and the upcoming podcast that I host, uh, the Ghost Cult Magazine podcast, the Stephen Keepy Power Hour that we do once a month, Steve Tovey, who was a, a member of that scene, We'll, we'll, we'll have a discussion about John. So, um, you know, rest in power to John. Very sad news to have somebody pass away suddenly. Young guy, 46 years old. This is Sammy Ash. Sammy Ash of the famous Sam Ash Music Stores. He was the chief operating officer of Sam Ash. He passed away a few weeks ago after a bout with cancer. I got to meet him at the Hail the Riff Fest. I think it was back in 2018 or 2019 before the world shut down and he was delightful fantastic guy super knowledgeable love music obviously you know comes from the lineage of the sam ash family um 48th street if you've ever been to manhattan in new york city 48th street sam ash is still there they are uh international retailer all over the country and sammy helped shepherd the company for a long time so uh rest in peace sammy it was very nice to meet him also you know this face if you don't know Cliff Burton of Metallica, then you should probably be watching the wrong show. Uh, this week was the 37th anniversary of the passing of Cliff Burton. We want to celebrate people when they were alive, but of course we want to mourn them when they're gone. We wrote a feature about Cliff paying tribute to him in all the ways and all the things that still keeps Cliff Cliff's memory very vibrant in the metal scene. And uh, this photo, if you're watching this uh, on one of the streamers that has the whole presentation, the kid caboodle, uh, this is a Polaroid from the private collection of Michael Alago. If you've ever seen the Metallica behind the music or the Michael Alago documentary, who the fuck is that guy? The fabulous journey of Michael Alago. He signed Metallica to Electra Records. He knew Cliff personally, and this was a personal photo of him in, in Michael's collection that he shared with us a few years ago when we first interviewed him. We've done a few other interviews with him. His book is out right now. You should check that out. But we wanted to pay tribute to Cliff, and I thought this photo, this rarely seen candid Polaroid of Cliff was really neat to share. I don't think a lot of people have seen it. Um, and again, if you're here on YouTube, it's thank you very much. Uh, you are part of the 4,100 subscribers we now have, past the 4,000 mark, shooting to get to 5,000 at some point. Uh, chances are some of our videos have brought you here, our most viral videos from High Lung to Fat Mike of No Effects, to Jinx Dawson of Coven, to Cannibal Corpse. Uh, so many videos, hundreds and hundreds of video interviews and other types of content here at the channel and more to come. And we're gonna talk about some of those videos right now that ran this week. You know, we're on all the socials, X, threads, not doing too much there, honestly. Um, Discord, we still have a Discord. We have a Reddit, Cadillac Wrecker is here. What's up, Cadillac Wrecker, how are you doing? Um, so yeah, if you uh, you have some questions for us, anybody on on the either YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Pharma Dive is here. What's up, Kim? How are you doing? Um, TikTok, we're here doing our weekly news show. We're back after a couple of weeks break from travel and illness and other shit that just prevented us 
from doing the show. And then I came back at kind of a late hour and there was really no way to rush it out there last week. Um, uh, but yeah. Oh, Yaya Frito is here. I'm really great. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, after my trip and after all the things, I'm amazing. Um, work is very busy on my day job. Obviously, Ghost Cult never sleeps and stops, but I've been trying to take care of myself and I'm doing really great. Thank you for asking. I appreciate you. Uh, once again, we're also on Discord. If you're sick of these social media networks, I recognize that we're streaming right now on a social media network. But if you're sick of these things and you just want a news feed of metal news right to your inbox or right to your phone, to your app, follow us on Discord or Reddit because we have automatic feeds that will go right to you. Um, I did not get sick from Riot Fest at all. Um, I did not get sick at all. Uh, I was sick before I went to Riot Fest. I had the flu in New York City. Foreman Music is here. Hello, Foreman Music. I'm, I'm really glad that I... Uh, did not get the fest flu I am sometimes prone to. Did not get one this time. Uh, I did have the flu in New York. No COVID. Tested negative twice. I know New York was having like a surge of weird new COVID strains while I was there. Uh, I have traveled a lot. Um, I may do some more travel yet this fall. I have some other trips coming up. But probably shorter ones. Cer certainly shorter ones. And, and uh, hopefully less time spent around people. Strange, dirty people, but uh, the unwashed masses, as I like to call metalheads sometimes. We're also on Twitch. If you're on Twitch right now watching this, thank you. Or you're watching the restream, please give us a follow. We're trying to get those numbers up. Tell me what you want to see, you know, beside this show. Tell me what you want to see from us. Who would you like us to interview? What would you like us to cover? What's a band we don't know about that we should be talking to? Uh, there's so many. Thanks, Cadillac Record. Check us out on YouTube. You see the whole thing there. Um, by the way, the reason that we don't have the full view on TikTok and Instagram is we use StreamYard. Thank you, StreamYard. We use StreamYard for to, to host all these things in one place. And, you know, let me put my banner up. I forgot to do that. The ghostcoldmag.com banner. Um, but one of the reasons we use StreamYard is it kind of incorporates most of these socials, but TikTok and Instagram have not given StreamYard permission yet to do the full, you know, I, I think, you know, most of these apps want to keep you in the app. Uh, it really doesn't matter. You get the same experience if you're on all the things all at the same time. That's what we're go our goal is. Hopefully we'll get there eventually. So... Interviews this week, features here at Ghost Cult. In addition to that feature I mentioned, we wrote about Cliff, which you definitely want to check out. Uh, this is Serena Telly. You might know her or recognize her as the original singer of Burning Witches. She was in Burning Witches for a few years, decided to go solo. They replaced her. She left. And she's got her second solo album out now. It is actually the first number one record for Metalville Records, great record label that has... Lee Aaron and Doggy Dog and so many cool bands, mostly heavy metal bands. But now they have Doggy Dog. It's like a little bit of hardcore in there. But Serena is incredible. I got to have a long chat with her. We broke down her whole new record. She talked about her songwriting style, all kinds of fun stuff. It was a really great interview. I had never talked to her before. Better call Paulie Walnuts. Great screen name. Um, hello and thank you for being here. So, yeah, we interviewed Serena Telly. We this is Crucifix of Satanic Tea Company. Their new EP, A Celestial Beating, is out today. And you should pick that up if you love excellent black and death metal, black metal y death metal, death doom sometimes. 
Uh, There's a really fun interview. He's incredible at social media. Uh, he talked about his Christian mom and having to explain anti-Christian songs to her. Um, and still, you know, you still want to have your mom's love, even if you're, uh, you know, seriously satanic. So um, amazing. Oh, what a killer tour. Nice work. Um, I'm a big fan. And uh, all those bands are killer. You know, we love Insight of the Cavaliers. And Exhumed is in the Bay Area in my backyard. If you want to have a good old laugh and a good time, you want to follow Dr. Ross Sewage, the bassist of Exhumed, and a few other bands. ADH Dentistry is here. Alrighty, Hello. I hope you are a metalhead. Anywho, uh, so that's two interviews down. We have a lot to get through, so I'm going to speed it up. Uh, this is Somnori. Somnori is the New York psychedelic doom band. Sometimes they play some other stuff. They have a new record out now on Monarch Heavy Records, and I interviewed them last week. Uh, it ran last week, and so that's also on our YouTube, and little snippets of these interviews are all on our socials, so definitely check those out. There'll always be links in the description to these videos and podcasts is a few of those. This is Kevin Martin of Candlebox. They are on their farewell tour. They have not released their farewell album. And I got to have a second interview with Kevin. He is amazing. He's got a great perspective on his career, the Seattle scene. Uh, he played at Woodstock 94. Humongous, humongous success in their career. And uh, looks like this is the final tour for them. Um, album's killer. And Kevin is amazing. Scuba Steve, thank you for liking all the things on TikTok. Thanks so much. We appreciate you. Um, Misty Graveyard is here. Hello. 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 Hello, Ben Pong Torres. All right. So you know that we have a podcast, the Ghost Cult Magazine podcast. We have some exclusive content there. This show will be a podcast when it's over. We'll upload it over the weekend. Sometimes you don't have time to watch the whole thing. Go back and listen to the whole podcast. Give us a rating or wherever you listen to podcasts. So here's some podcast-specific interviews. That Candlebox interview was also a podcast. Uh, this is Volcandra. This is the side band from Stefan Kummerer of Obscura, the incredible technical death metal band. They just did their first tour of the U.S. earlier this year. And our own Wesley Negron interviewed Stefan about Volcandra and what he gets from the black and death metal that he does not get out and express in Obscura. And uh, they're... New album is out right now on Napalm Records, so check that out. Very, the very great people at Napalm Records who we do a lot of stuff with and for. Alrighty then. Uh, also on the podcast, this is Inimical Drive. Try saying that five times fast. The super cool hard rock and metal band uh, that I interviewed uh, actually before the summer. I caught up with them when they were opening for OTEP on the Comeback OTEP tour. Inimical Drive's killer. They played a badass set opening for her and uh, they're a band they're working on new music right now they've been around quite a while and they are really a self-made success death blow is here what's up death blow we premiered your new ep that is out today thanks for being here appreciate you and appreciate all the shares and the support that you and your team had for us thank you so much uh but yeah that's in the middle drive we did an interview with them also also there's a couple more podcast interviews that were recent that maybe you missed because we didn't have this show to remind you of all the things we were doing, that is Greg from the Legion. Greg was at Milwaukee Metal Fest with the Legion and talked to our own Raging Rosie in a pretty wide-ranging interview for, for a festival interview. We try to keep those short. And he was talking about brand-new Legion music coming next year. Now, they are going into the studio. They have not formally replaced Riley McShane as their vocalist. We know that Ezra, their former vocalist, has been on tour with them. Perhaps they will make an album with him. Perhaps they'll make an album with a new vocalist. Perhaps they'll make an album with an all-star cast. 
a vocalist. They can do whatever they want to. Uh, their last album, Damnum, is out now on Metal Blade. And we're sorry to see Riley leave the band, and we'll be interested to see what, if anything, he does in the future in metal. And, of course, I interviewed Scott Lee. The New, uh, the New England Metal and Hardcore Fest came back a couple of weeks ago, and I interviewed Scott all about that. There will be another Metal Fest. He did give me a very hard time about going to Riot Fest instead of Metal Fest. In my defense, metal, Riot Fest was announced early in the summer. Metal Fest did not get announced till much later. But next year, y'all might be seeing me at the Worcester Palladium, Worcester, Mass. I might be going. I don't have to get a Mass roast beef and go back to the Palladium because I haven't been in a long-ass time. I did go to Boston for a couple of days this summer, but not for too long. Okie dokie. What else? What else? What else? So again, there's the Ghost Call Magazine podcast. Another podcast we rep is the Heavy Business podcast that is run by C-Squared Marketing and PR, who provide music industry knowledge for bands and DIY artists, all kinds of useful, helpful advice. I have been a guest on the podcast. I will be a guest again soon. They just interviewed Tommy Victor or Prong. Prong has a new record coming out. And Tommy talked about his whole career and all the changes. You know, he was in the music business in the 80s, put out a demo and a record in the 80s, and then actually in the 90s and the 2000s when physical records still sold a lot. And now back again. A really cool interview with Tommy. And I will be talking to Tommy again soon. We always enjoy talking to him. Alrighty. And because I don't have enough to do, I'm also the co-host of the Glacially Musical Podcast. This in beer metal swearing, pour a beer, poured cast. But it's a podcast. And we've begun a new series on the early history of gore. So cool to go back and explore the story of gore. And in case you didn't know, Ghost Cult Magazine had the very last interview ever with Odor Sarungus, or one of one of the very last interviews with Dave Rocky when he was alive. And I got to interview Dave also. So uh, there's all kinds of links to that content as well. And uh, yeah, we miss that guy, but we love gore still to this day. Okay, it's time to talk about one of our partners. This is a brand new referral partner we have, Sticker Mule. I don't know if you know, but if you don't know about Sticker Mule, you need to get acquainted. We are humongous fans. I'll show you why. We have merch from Sticker Mule. This is a coaster from Sticker Mule. They're dirt cheap. They're beautiful, high quality. I give these out everywhere I go. I give them out a lot out at Riot Fest to bands and fellow industry people. We have a bunch of buttons from them. We've done stickers with them. Stickers is really their main business, but they do. Buttons, magnets, keychains, shirts, mailers with your logo and branding and colors on it. So you want to send out tapes or shirts or something and padded mailers, they can have them look like your logo and stuff. It's incredible. Really great prices. I can't vouch enough for their workmanship. And we have a referral program with them. If you go to our website or the link in this description, if you sign up with our code, you get $10 off. And we get $10 off our next order, so it's super awesome. But also, again, their main business is stickers, especially in, it's so hard to find a reliable, good, high-quality sticker that's not going to come off on what you stuck it on, that can take a beating in the rain, that could be in a grungy bathroom at, at the worst clubs. You want the high-quality stickers, and they're not high-priced. Sticker Mule rules, and also, I'm just going to have a little fun here. They sent me...
Not sure what happened here. All right, hopefully we're good. Hopefully you did not hear everything I just said. That would be lame. Oh, mute me. I got this new uh, mute button for my desk now. You can't see it yet. But my next, in another week, my next angle is going to be a lot more cool. I just moved to a new apartment also right before uh, right before I went away for a long trip. So uh, this, is, uh, this is where I'm at now. Uh, I had to move everything around. But anyway, all right, sticker mule. Rep it. All right, festival time. It is time to discuss festival news. And there's some doozies we haven't talked in a few weeks. So check this shit out. Uh, you know, everybody's talking about this Blue Ridge Rock Festival. It was an absolute disaster. I know people who went. We didn't cover it this year. We have covered it in the past. And I think in the best of years that it has been in the four years they've had it, it's a difficult festival to cover anyway. And I know the lineup is really exciting and a lot of people make it their first, their very first festivals, which, you know, if you've never done a festival, uh, it's, you know, it's a thing. So, um, you know, just be warned. Um, it, it's a whole thing. But, yeah, it was an absolute mess. Pharma Diver, who's here, was there for a day to work with Stabbing Westward. They did not get to play. Our homies at Biohazard did not get to play. Some bands did get to play, including Slipknot, but uh, if you want to go check out that, all this stuff is coming out now. Uh, I want to shout out Tank the Tech, whose uh, YouTube page had an extensive video on this. Please don't click away and go look at it until after my show is done, but if you want to go look at it, bands are now coming forward and talking about persistence is here. Uh, bands are now starting to talk about what happened to them, and the festival finally made their first public statement since the end of the fest, and they we're we're put together a commission trying to get to the bottom of what happened. Listen, what the bottom of what happened is you can't blame the weather when the when the weather was bad and weather shit will happen. And I know people are really angry. Listen, I went to Riot Fest and it rained so hard in Chicago Saturday night to Sunday. They had to cancel the first two hours of bands at Riot Fest. And I know people who were only there to see some of those early day bands and they did not get to play. One band through and through drove from across the country to play, and they were told they weren't going to get to play, and they begged to play. So they played as like the last band at the festival opposite The Cure. Now, granted, most everybody was there to see The Cure, but, you know, if you don't like The Cure and you want to see one more cool hardcore band, hardcore metal band, you could have seen that. But Blue Ridge, man, it was a horrible mess. I might do a long-form video. I know there's a lot of content out there about it already, but I think I have a unique take on it, having covered a lot of festivals. Um... And having covered, we've covered Blue Ridge, so I think we know them a little bit. I, I know, um, I think they're BS. I understand that the lineup looks incredible. They're already selling early bird tickets. They are not going to offer refunds. Everybody is waiting for years for refunds. Your best thing is to get refunds through your bank. Um, but also, yeah, they're not going to do refunds. They're already selling early bird tickets. They are kind of a scammy thing i i i want i want them to succeed look at those lineups i want them to be great but if you're gonna cheat fans risk the safety of fans and bands and then call some bullshit on the weather you know yeah we'll talk offline uh kim and uh i'll, I'll definitely get some whatever you feel like sharing you don't have to go on the record it can always be anonymous other than this video which is not anonymous but like you know no one will know i know plenty of people that were there uh, including collaborators and people who work with us. We just didn't cover it ourselves this year. We had other things going on. I didn't have the people to send. But Blue Ridge BS, that's what I'm calling it. Um, so here's Pantera. 
Boy, the internet cannot shut up about this Pantera news. Uh, Facebook is a blast with this stuff. Uh, Pantera, who played it louder than life this weekend, pulled out of Aftershock Festival, which is next weekend. And they said it's for reasons beyond their control. They are not double booked. New England slam chowder. I was just talking about the Worcester Palladium New England slam chowder. And Scott Lee, who we interviewed recently. Um, You know... You can't always know what is going on with a band. And honestly, you know, bands, I'm not trying to make excuses for anybody, but like bands don't owe fans more than the show. And if there's a reason they can't do the show, you don't know what happened behind the scenes. You don't know what's going on in their lives or their crew. They pulled out of the festival. Now I understand why people are angry because Pantera was one of the first bands to be announced for the festival along with Guns N' Roses, who kind of leaked that they were playing, and Foo Fighters that was after Pantera that said, like, oh, that's going to be, like, one of our first shows back. Obviously, now they're playing a lot of shows. So Pantera pulls out of the festival, and on short notice, you have to get somebody to play 45 minutes. That's a headline stature band. Pantera was not a headliner, but they were, like, the second or third headliner on that day. And they got STP, who didn't have a gig that weekend and has been playing gigs, and, you know, on short notice... I think that's a pretty good get. Now, if you love Pantera and you love hardcore metal, you may like STP, but probably that's not a good enough replacement for you. But I ask you, who could you get? Well, a lot of bands are on tour. You can't get a band to come over here on from Europe on short notice. It's not possible in the best of cases. So I know people are really disappointed and angry and hurt, but you really can't blame the festival for Pantera pulling out. Probably. Probably can't blame the festival. So now here's the new poster with STP in their place. So literally it's the first day of the festival. Avenged Sevenfold is headlining with Incubus and the Cult and AFI. And then Pantera was the one, two, three, four, fifth band on the bill from the top. Still a great lineup, but you know, just, um, and you know, again, Tool, Corn, Guns N' Roses, that lineup is stellar. Uh, we are not going to Aftershock this year. We did cover it last year. Um, and you can see all our video interviews on YouTube and other places. It is not a fit replacement for Pantera, but again, in terms of a famous band who can play 45 minutes of hits, who are you going to get on short notice? I agree. They're not a one-to-one replacement. It's really hard. But at the same time, I appreciate Aftershock for at least replacing them because sometimes you can't get a replacement that on short, literally like two weeks before the festival this was announced. So Really challenging, really challenging for the festival, really challenging for the band. I hope everyone is okay. Every band is on tour or about to go on tour. Buses are in short supply. Even if you flew to Sacramento and rented gear and just had your guitar and your drumsticks, it's still a lot to pull off a headline set at a festival on short notice. So again, I bet STP will be great. I've been on been on the STP kick lately. I'm listening to a lot of Purple, that album I love. Um... Alrighty, I was at Riot Fest. Stay tuned to ghostcultman.com for the, the next couple of days for Riot Fest review and photos. I was there. It was amazing. We've got a bunch of interviews coming, including Code Orange, fake names featuring a bunch of punk legends, uh, and so many other cool bands. Uh, Enter Shikari, I chatted with. Amazing stuff. Um, so stay tuned for that. Now, Riot Fest has already uh, got early bird tickets on sale for next year. No bands announced, obviously. This is Horde's X Festival, and I want to give a special shout out to Paul McMillan of Ghost Cult. He helps us out with the news, and he's a show promoter in 
uh, Scotland, and this is his festival, Hordes X Fest, headlined by Hell Ripper, who is one of the rising bands in the world right now, sort of crusty black metal underground band, uh, along with Dog Tired and a bunch of other bands. There's a pre-show uh, Friday night. Melody Zine, the music is here. What is up? As a, and then there's the festival Saturday. So if you're in Scotland, go check this shit out. It's supposed to be a great scene out there. Power Trip has announced their the controversial Power Trip Festival has announced their running schedule for the fe, for their weekend of shows weekend festival also next week during AfterShock, and that is Guns and Roses on Friday. Iron Maiden both bands will play headline sets. You know, basically, you know, six forty five for Iron Maiden, nine forty five ish for Guns. Uh, ACDC and Judas Priest on Saturday, Metallica and Tool on Sunday. Still, again. I'm not so sure about this. I know tickets have not been selling that well. Uh, it is ACDC's first show since 2016. Their first show back with Brian Johnson in many years. Priest is back. Tool is on their headline tour right now with, with a few festivals. So I think they're playing one day at Aftershock, going back down to Southern California, to Indio, to do uh, this festival. Metallica has this show, and then they have two more shows. We'll mention that in a minute. But uh, yeah. Power Trip Festival. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Levitation Festival, just in case you missed it when we announced it a few weeks ago. This is always a uh, sort of an amalgam of doom metal, punk rock, pop, rap, everything. Dance music. Uh, this is awesome. Will I go live from Aftershock? I will not be at Aftershock. I'm going to be somewhere else. I am not going to Aftershock this year. Um, I'm going to do a few smaller shows in the bay area i'm actually uh technically i might be going to reno next weekend to see megadeth and biohazard and then if i'm already going out there i'm gonna maybe hang out a few days and see uh bad religion and maybe alice in chains we'll see i'm not really i just came back from a long trip i don't know why i'm thinking about doing more travel and then i am going to see metallica in st louis in early november so I'm very excited about that with my podcast partner nick cameron of the glacially musical podcast because he lives there all right, uh, just in case you were wondering, the uh, Me Tennessee Metal Devastation Festival is coming back to Eastern Tennessee, headlined once again by Casket Robbery and Summoner's Circle. This is the festival last year that caused the satanic panic in Tennessee. The festival told the city here they wanted to do it, and here's who we are, here's what we do, here's the bands playing, here's the content. They signed all the permits, they took all the checks, everything cleared, and then they were like, oh, we don't want this festival of devil-worshipping metalheads here. Uh, the festival was held without incident. There were some protesters, but they're not going to, you know, the city took the money already. Really fucking corny. i got to be honest with you. Um, but okay, good for them. Have another safe and good festival. August Burns Red has announced their annual Christmas show, Christmas Burns Red. And this lineup is bananas. Look at this lineup here. August Burns Red headlining both days. Texas in July is back. Uh, Spite, Between the Buried and Me, uh, um, Kubicon, Galactic Empire, some other bands. I'm not too happy, you gotta be honest. Like, okay, so I'm, I have been a BT Bam fan. Lord Spike Heart 777 is here. I've been a BT Bam fan, and you know they've had some problems, some controversy this summer with Dusty Waring. Their guitar player was accused of some essay, trigger warning. For assault and things like that. And uh, they vehemently denied the charges. He was going to take a hiatus from the band. And then he showed up with them at Furnace Fest and just played. No announcement, nothing. 
And then his lawyer put out a statement that, oh, you know, Dusty was taking care of himself, and now he's kind of back to doing shows. And even their fans were angry about this. They thought it was not done well, not handled well. These very serious allegations, nothing has been resolved, publicly at least. And the band not commenting and him just showing up and playing pissed people off. And their entire Discord moderating team that has been there forever, like five or six mods, all quit at once because they were pissed about this. So I think if those people who are super fans and super integral to boosting up their community are pissed about this thing, they should listen to their fans. And it's the same thing. I don't really make a story about it because it's kind of old news now. So Diarda's murder fired CJ over his horrible comments about, you know, he's had many sketchy comments and actions over the years. And they did something I did not think they were going to do. They fired his ass out of the band, hired a new singer, re-recorded the album without him held up all the physical merch and didn't release it and then dropped the new album a week later on digital and put a statement out. And now they played their first show with the new guy. And I think that's, you know, bold. A lot of bands don't have accountability or don't care or, you know, um, STP, the singer of STP who has been in the band for almost six years. His name is Jeff gut. This is a question from Mike Tellander 37 on TikTok. Hi Mike. And thank you. Late STP is underrated. All of STP, in a way, is almost underrated. And so the singer's name is Jeff Gutt. He was actually, I think he was on a, uh, he had a new metal band in the early 2000s uh, called Dry Cell. Sorry for the sirens of San Francisco behind me. And Jeff is incredible. They have a record and an EP with him. He sounds just like Wyland on the old material. He's got a great voice. He's a great looking guy. It kind of looks a little bit like a young Wyland in a way. He's, you know, maybe about 10 years younger than Wyland would be. And, you know, STP's killer. And they put on a killer show during the live stream era, during the pandemic. They were doing these, like, full album playthroughs from a little studio in Georgia. And uh, it was amazing. This guy's great. Give him a chance. I know people are like, you know, when you lose the singer, you kind of, you know, there's only been a handful of times in music history where the singer was replaced and they did better. Uh, obviously, look, there's no replacing Wyland, and I got to see and photograph STP with Chester, and Chester was an obsessive Wyland fan. He dressed like him when he was in the band. He did the Wyland moves like Jagger. I hate that song, but that's what it is. Um, and yeah, man, so like it's hard, you know, imagine, has there ever been a band where two vocalists in the band have died? I don't know. And tell me if you know. I don't know. So uh, anyway, give them a chance if you're a fan. Uh, could you send me an unreleased track from your post grunge band's new record? Well, if you have, if the record's not out yet, that's better. There's links in our description where to send us music. There's a contact page on our website. Please don't send like an MP3 attached to an email. I hate that shit. But if you got like a Bandcamp code or you want to Dropbox it or G, you know, use send me an email. Submissions at ghostcultman.com is the best way. But also find the button, find the buttons on all the all the places. People are like I don't know where to send you anything. It's all there. Just check it out. Contact ghostcultman.com slash about us or contact. Okay. Inferno Festival is the annual death and black metal festival in Norway. I really want to go to this next year. This is incredible. It's already headlined by At The Gates and Fear and a bunch of killer bands. They just announced a slew of new bands, including Me and That Man. And let me see here. Me and That Man, Mantar, Befouled. Um, Zulstan Null, this is an Oslo bass band from Norway. Visigard, great. 
black metal band OSBM. Listen to this lineup. At the Gates at Candlemass and Borknagar are the headliners. Solstafir, Finn Troll, Me and That Man, Carpathian Thoris, Cattle Decapitation, Nordjavel, Winter Phyleth, Keep a Kellison, Ultimas, Arthur Brown, incredible. I saw Arthur Brown a few years ago. Uh, Mythspring, Sour from Portugal, Mantar, I mentioned, Colbran, Convent, Cold, Crypta. We love Crypta, new record soon. Signs of the Swarm, Bell Witch. Oh, love Bell Witch. Orm, Phantom Fire, and many more. 200 Stab Wounds is even on this bill. Wow, wow, wow. Vomit Forth, Horrifier, incredible. Inferno. And Inferno does this thing where they have like a cultural exchange where they, um, hello, Miguel from Brooklyn. Uh, the cultural exchange they have, you get to like ride around Oslo and see all the historical black and death metal places, including the Helvede record store where mayhem was formed and uh, Fantoff church that was burned down and all these incredible things. Uh, and, and it's curated by Anders Odden, who we just interviewed a few weeks ago from Cadaver. He's also in Satyricon. He was an original OG black metal scene guy from Norway. So I think that's pretty amazing. Not to mention Norway is dope. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's the next thing. Inferno Fest next spring. Also next spring, this is Summer Breeze is now from Germany. The infamous Summer Breeze Festival, one of the most famous metal festivals in the world, is now having other festivals, other places, including Sao Paulo, Brazil. Next spring, late April, Mr. Big on their farewell tour. Uh, Sebastian Bach, Biohazard, and more have already been announced for this. Uh, always envisioned I would someday go to Brazil, but I don't know. Um, maybe, 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 maybe. Um, all righty. All right. That's all the festivals. Now it's time for the concerts. Let's do this Metallica. As we mentioned, they're playing Power Trip Festival next weekend. Then they have just a few more shows left for 2023 before they take a break before 2024. For the 72 seasons, no repeat M72 world tour. But right now, one show next weekend and then a hiatus. Sleep Token is in the middle of their tour. I saw them at Riot Fest. Uh, the hype is real. I think, you you know, their album's kind of a grower uh, as much as a shower. I like to call them Deftones Core, but they are one of the most talked about bands this year. And um, yeah, Sleep Token, really amazing. And they're on their headline tour right now. So you definitely want to see them if you're into that sort of thing. GNR had canceled their St. Louis show altogether. Originally, it was postponed, and then all the tickets were refunded or refunds were suggested. They are not going to make up that show. Um, I love the new song, perhaps, if you've got thoughts about GNR. I will say I wasn't 100% sure that, you know, like I'm waiting for them to kind of just go, even if they just come out with a couple of singles, like Axel Slash Duff and those people in that band should be able to write some killer songs just to me in my mind. Uh, I don't know how you feel about that. Do you want new music from old bands? Do you care when they put out a new record? I feel like GNR, if they put out like a kick ass song, like a night train kind of song, uh, or Welcome to the Jungle kind of ripping song, it would really energize people. You know, at this point, they're doing this is the eighth year of their reunion tour, and maybe people are played out on them. I've seen them twice, and they were amazing. Nobody sounds like they used to sound when they were a kid, except for Bruce Dickinson. And Halford, but I'd say Axel can hit all the notes. Maybe he can't hold them with the power, but he certainly can sing them. And the band is killer. I go see him again. Bozzy is about to kick off their 
new headline tour, Spotlight on North America 23 and 24, all around Jericho's wrestling schedule. I think it's pretty funny that he's still back in wrestling and touring. Kind of amazing. Um, good times, good times. Allison Chain's about to kick off their headline tour with direct support from the homies in Royal Thunder. We recently talked to Royal Thunder all about their new album, Rebuilding the Mountain, uh, which I reviewed. I've written very few actual album reviews this year, really focusing on running the brand and uh, news and some interviews. But um, that's one of the ones I have written. I also reviewed the new Baroness. And today I reviewed, I literally posted it today and wrote most of it today, the brand new Stephen Wilson album. I had wanted to do kind of like a five-minute review of it but I don't think I'm going to have time. Uh, but I may. I may still. Cannibal Corpse is about to kick off their North American tour with Dark Funeral, Immolation, and somebody else I can't sell because it's too too small on the screen because I don't have my glasses on because if I had my glasses on, you, you'd see the glare and the reflection. Uh, Black Anvil. Sorry, Black Anvil. Those are my homies. Uh, Cannibal Corpse coming on tour soon. Uh, I know they're coming to San Francisco. Hostages 312 is here. What is up, Hostages? I feel like that's a band name and your area code. Where are you from, Hostages? Where are you from out there on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Twitch? Tell us where you're from. Drop a comment. Uh, or drop a comment and tell me who's the coolest band where you're from. What's the band you rep from your hometown? Unless it's your band. You could do that, too. Unearthed and Revocation are kicking off a new headline tour tomorrow with Entheos and High Command. We will be at the Brooklyn kickoff show. Shout out to Gengars underscore here at Instagram, a.k.a. Rebecca Page, who I got to meet in person when I saw Batushka in New York. And she is super cool. Also, also Venom Inc. and Satan are on tour in the U.S. right now with direct support from Ringworm. Ringworm. We have a ringworm interview running soon. Uh, Doomcraft, the Swedish doom metal band, has got, uh, played a few their first few dates supporting their new EP. They are going to continue to tour off and on the whole fall. And next year, I'm sure they're going to do a bevy of touring and festivals in Europe and hopefully America. Okay, Mesa and Maggot Heart are coming back. Mesa is... An unbelievable story. Uh, there's a similar one coming up in a minute. They were in a horrible van crash in Europe. They had one of the records of the year last year. I barely got to play behind it. They are back playing now. Two, a year and a half ago, two years ago. Now they're back doing shows. They just came back to touring in the spring. So they're coming back to the States. Very excited to see them. One of the if you love the slow, Sabbathy, deliberate doom metal, you definitely want to uh you definitely want to check them out. All righty. Dumbass is going to dumbass on TikTok as usual, trying to troll. Anywho, <clears throat> uh, this is pretty exciting. Uh, formerly known as Lingua Ignota, Reverend Kristen Michael Hader is coming out with a brand new album. She is no longer playing the Lingua Ignota music, and she's doing her new music, and ha she has announced. An incredible, potentially incredible show at Carnegie Hall. I imagine it's going to be very similar to the Lingua shows on the last tour. Uh, what an experience. Kind of very churchy, avant-garde music. But, you know, again, metalheads are going to still revere her from her hardcore 
Extreme Metal Days. So I'm pretty excited about this. As presented by Le Poisson Rouge uh, at Carnegie Hall. Very exciting, very exciting. January 25th, 2024. There's a few more. 21. Tombstone is on tour right now. We just did an interview with them at Glacially Musical on that podcast. I will interview the band again for my podcast coming soon. Their new record, The Chosen Few, is coming out. I've already heard it. It slams. Definitely already one of my favorite records of this year. Axioma Sound is here. Hello. A wave to you on Instagram. Thanks for everybody here. If anybody's got an actual serious question on TikTok or Instagram or YouTube, I'll gladly talk to you and answer it. Dresden Dolls, I got to see like four songs from them at Riot Fest. Uh, they played at the exact same time as Gorilla Biscuits, which was awesome, but I didn't want to miss Gorilla Biscuits, who I love. Electric Wizard is here on Instagram. Hello. So Dresden Dolls have announced a short headline run of tours. They played a couple of shows already. They've got Halloween shows booked, and they're playing New Year's Eve around New Year's Eve, including here in my my town, uh, my nearby town. Hey, hello, Cleveland. I want to go to Cleveland. and I want to go to, you know, it's like the Rock Hall of Fame is bullshit, but I still kind of want to go see the stuff they have. And I not having a good year in the NFL right now with my Giants sucking ass, but like I'd like to go to the NFL Hall of Fame. I know that's Canton, not Cleveland. Um, but I hear Cleveland's got a killer scene. You know, you got Midnight and some other cool bands, Ringworm. So I got to get out there eventually. Um, and I heard there's some cool record stores in Cleveland if you're a record collector like me. But Dresden Dolls, very excited. I, have, I don't really do the commercial holidays like uh, New Year's Eve. I don't go out. But maybe I'm going to go to Dresden Dolls. I might have to. Almost done with these. So Yob is uh, putting out a vinyl reissue of this Elaborations of Carbon. And they're doing a brief two shows to end the year in Seattle. Direct support will come from Wilhaven and some other bands. Uh, I saw Yob a few months ago. They were phenomenal back in June or early July. They were incredible. And uh, they have new, I don't want to oversell it and say that there's definitely a new Yob record coming next year. They're just starting to work on it now. I have an interview with Mike from a while back where he talked about not really being able to feel good enough to write during all the chaos of the uncertainty of the pandemic. So if you're a big fan, again, a lot of Doom stuff going on here. Domecraft and Massa, Yob. And Meshuggah, in case you missed this, uh, Meshuggah has announced a European tour for the spring of 2022 featuring the Halo Effect and Mantar. Halo Effect is killer, basically old in flames with Michael from Dark Tranquility on vocals. And I think that's it. All right. Now we're going to go quickly through the rest of the stories. Not too many left. The show's almost over. This is, you see this meme. You know it's time for the news. Jay Wong 2015 is here. Hey, Jay Wong, great to see you. Always great to see you. Thanks for being here. We're doing our weekly show. We're back doing our show. You are technically a regular. Thank you to all the real ones who show up all the time. I really appreciate it. Um, just super stoked that anybody cares. Super stoked. So here's the major stories of the week. This is this is probably the biggest story of the week. This is the, the Live Nation teamed up with Willie Nelson to alleviate merch cuts. Merch cuts have been hugely controversial. Uh, I have some inside info about merch cuts and how much they, you know, like a bunch of artists have been sharing publicly their dismay about, you know, it's bad. It's, it's hard enough to tour now. Touring is more expensive than ever. 
and the venue makes money hand over fist basically at every show. And then they take the merch, which is really the only thing of value the band has beside getting paid to play the show that barely covers travel. And, you know, again, watch that channel, Tank the Tech, if you want to learn how much bands spend to go on tour, how much a tour bus rental is, how much a driver is to rent, how much the gas is. And so, you know, there's a lot of discussion that uh, in America, Live Nation is going to face at some point a uh, lawsuit to break them up, the monopoly that they have. They own all the venues. They own Ticketmaster. They own Live Nation. They own all the venues now. They have all the billboards. They have all the signage. They have all the... It's it's wild um, that this happened. And so Willie Nelson partnered with them to not take March cuts anymore at select venues for the rest of 2023. It's a list of venues. There's not that many. And give bands a stipend of 1500 bucks for just showing up to play and to give staff more money, more their own staff more money for working and also staff working the shows. Now, on paper, this sounds really good. Then Neva, the, uh, basically the collective of independent venues that are not Live Nation said, this is bullshit. This is just a a veiled attempt to not be the bad guy in the story where they're the bad guy 100%. And this is going to hurt smaller venues. And I can't see how they're wrong. So on one hand, I'm glad that maybe merch cuts are going to be, this is the beginning of the conversation where merch cuts are at least reduced, if not gone. I don't don't see how Live Nation is going to give away money forever that they were already making. They do make money hand over fist. Uh, they, they, I get their like, um, I don't have stock in Live Nation, but as a journalist, I have access to their press releases. And so the press releases come to me about their stock earnings and their loan situations. During the pandemic, they took like a $35 billion loan at 2% interest. Most of us watching this can't get a loan to get a house or a car. Um, but anyway, uh, good for Willie Nelson, good for bands. I don't know long range how this is going to go. Here's Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, as you know, the Osbournes have restarted their podcast and they're talking about their life again. Uh, there's rumors that maybe the Osbournes TV show will come back at some point. Ozzy, as you know, is having another surgery. He claims it's the last one of his whole life. His vertebrae and his neck are like dust and disintegrating. And he needs to uh, he needs to get some help there. So uh, best of luck with Ozzy. But if you're interested in what the Osbournes have been up to, Check out the Osborne's podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the big story today. Song Trader has acquired a uh, Song Trader has acquired a stake or or a lot of the ownership of Bandcamp from Epic Games, the makers of Fortnite. Uh, Brooklyn Miss, I got you on the OTEP question in one second. Um, so Song Trader is a is a company that does music licensing for television and film. Bandcamp obviously has unlimited millions of songs and bands thousands of bands and millions of songs. And I feel like there wasn't a full announcement. This is all reported from Blabbermouth and Billboard. I believe Epic Games still has a slight stake in Bandcamp because it helps behooves them to keep a stake in it, but they didn't really do anything with Bandcamp the whole time they had it, except BS the union and try to not get them to unionize. So hopefully this doesn't change Bandcamp. We don't want anyone that works at Bandcamp's right in Oakland, right over the bridge from my house. And I would love to work there, by the way. If you guys need a social media guy, I'm your guy. I love Bandcamp. But at the same time, we don't want to have them screwed. Uh, The OTEP interview is coming, I promise you. It is awesome. I've seen it. It's not fully finished. It's almost finished editing. And it should go up Monday. 
uh, Brooklyn Miss. I'm dying to get this interview out. Um, I think it's a banger. She's always been, you know, we've always had a mutual respect. Um, she refutes some myths about her in the interview. She goes very deep in the process of how she did her new album, The God Slayer, that's out now on Cleopatra Records, mostly covers Eminem, Billie Eilish, Slipknot, a lot of stuff. We talk about new metal and all this stuff. So yeah, Otep is coming. Otep is coming soon. And then uh, we'll talk more about that when it comes. In Flames, she, did she sing my praises? That's really cool. I appreciate knowing that. You know, um, we... <laughs> We'll talk about it a little more at length another time, but you know, we are like bands are in a competition against each other to be seen and heard. We metal websites and people who do what we do, creating content. I don't quite see myself as an influencer after 20 years of being a writer, but um, it's hard. We are trying to be on top of stories. There have been times where she has been not happy with us. I don't think we did anything malicious to her like some other sites have or said, you know, perpetuated some myths about her that are untrue. Uh, I'll tell you that we mentioned at the top of the show before you joined Brooklyn Miss, I ran down a list of all the interviews and podcasts we launched the last couple of weeks while we were not doing our show. And um, I will tell you that one of them is an inimical drive who opened for OTEP on the West Coast and had nothing but praise for her. You know, so, you know, a lot of people talk shit. They, they fear a powerful woman. They fear, they fear a political woman. They fear a person, you know, doesn't look like them or talk like them. So these are too many big words for most people. Uh, anyway, In Flames is releasing four. I know this image has five. They're releasing four reissues on vinyl, some for the first time ever. Come Clarity, uh, Soundtrack to Your Escape. Uh, these are these are banger records. Uh, I'm pretty excited. The last couple of In Flames records have been terrific. Um, like they got that mix back from the early 2000s. Not the music making, but the mix. The guitars are super heavy. Anders is screaming his head off and sounding great. And if you go see them live, they play like a big mix of all their stuff. So I'm a fan. All right, this is the feel-good story of the whole week. This is Year of the Knife and uh, Maddie Watkins. You know, they were in a terrible van crash in June, and she's had a very long and will continue to have a very long road to recovery. Uh, she is finally, she put a video message up about a week and a half, two weeks ago, where they thanked the fans, and you got to hear her laugh a little, and she's in a wheelchair. Uh, you know, it's going to be time before she can come all the way back, but the hope is that she's going to come all the way back. And the band is still suffered financially and physically from the crash. And um, Year of the Knife has announced their brand new album and dropped two new singles. And all the proceeds from their new album that I believe is coming out October 27th, the proceeds from that record will all go to the band's fund for their care. So I think that's pretty, you know, pretty major. And um, really kind. Their label, I want to shout out their label, Pure Noise Records. The name of the album, by the way, is No Love Lost. So, you know, it's going to be a pun, you know, pummeling. Recorded by Kurt Ballou at God City Studios. Uh, nine songs in 20 minutes. So, you know what you're getting. It's going to be uh, badass. They put out two new songs, Wish and Last Laugh. Uh, one song features Devin from Sanguisa Gabog, the most talked about death metal band right now. Dylan Walker of Full of Hell is on Last Laugh. And again, um, but get your pre-order. Some of them are already selling out, apparently. And again, this band needs your help. Please help them. 
and and it could and I'm so stoked in general for just new year of the night music. All right, don't fall in love with yourself is a documentary about Justin Pearson of 31G Records. If you're not familiar with 31G Records, you might know Justin from a couple of bands he's in, including Dead Cross and Def Club. I'm going to see Def Club this weekend with Converge here in San Francisco. And uh, that documentary is now streaming and on demand everywhere. It was exclusively played at a few places. I'm going to watch it and do a review of it this weekend. I got sent a link by Justin, super cool guy. Uh, actually, I was at the infamous punk club, 924 Gilman Street, and uh, I need to put up, there's a sticker in the bathroom from the label 31G that looks like a cassette tape. And then I put my ghost code sticker right under it. I was like, I want to be associated with these guys. And in the movie, in addition to Justin, the late, great Gabe Serbian, formerly of many bands, including Cattle Decapitation, Bobby Bray, Joseph Karam, uh, Travis Ryan of Cattle, uh, Jeremy Bohm, uh, Dave Lombardo, and the list goes on. Just insane levels of people talking about the label and Justin's career. So I know he may not be. He's a pretty humble guy. I don't know he's not that comfortable about this. The movie was made about him, but be cool nonetheless. I hope to say hi to him at the show. Uh, Malcolm Brickhouse. You know, we've covered Malcolm Brickhouse a lot. The former Unlocking the Truth artist is now a solo artist, and he just dropped a banger track, TBH, to be honest, uh, single and lyric video everywhere you stream songs and watch lyric videos. And uh, it's a banger. It's got a fire guitar part, and he's great singing. You know, we love Malcolm here and support everything he does. Uh, he's, he's every couple of years, you know, every year he drops like a few new singles, and it's always like super cool. Grimstagram is here. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. We're almost done with the show. So Malcolm Brickhouse, TBH, streaming everywhere now. Check that out. Steve Riley's version of L.A. Guns has a new single coming out today. The Dark Horse, I'm very looking, very much looking forward to hearing it. That is the title track from their upcoming record in 2024. There are two versions of, there are two versions of L.A. Guns. And Steve Riley, the drummer, has one. So uh, I interviewed Steve about two years ago, and it was pretty fun. He's a really talented guy. In case you missed it, Fear Factory has brought back their Electric Happy Hour live stream show, and they did a special one last week where they were joined by Milo and Dino from Fear Factory and played a bunch of Machine Head songs, and they played a bunch of metal covers, and they played a bunch of Fear Factory songs covering Fear Factory, Machine Head, and Fear Factory together at Machine Head's uh, Jam Pad, their headquarters. So go to Machine Head's YouTube and watch that. We have a post on our site if you happen to find it there. I think it's super cool. I wish more bands would do this. Almost done. Clutch. Clutch has put out another in their ongoing series of live albums. The PA Tapes. This is Nashville, September 24th, 2022. Go to Clutch's wherever they are on streaming and listen to these live albums. Clutch never plays the same set twice. They change the set list every show. I only know a few bands who can do this. Um, most notably King Wizard and the Lizard Gizzard. But Clutch, if you're a big Clutch fanatic, you definitely want to check out these live records. They're so fun. And now for some bad news. And this is where YouTube will probably demonetize us. Marilyn Manson's one of his many court cases and lawsuits has been settled. This was the one in New Hampshire where he used some security guard's head as a snot rag. Blue loogie or something on his head. It was 
blew his nose and wiped it on him. And he settled out of court for that. He is still the subject of many ongoing court cases from L.A. County Sheriff's Office. And he has teased new music very recently. That new music was perhaps coming soon. He's working on some music. So we'll see what happens. I don't know. I don't know what we'll do when the music comes. If we'll review it or not. Uh, you know, that's what happens. These guys get canceled and uh, we just kind of move on with our lives. And they, if they are shitty people. But uh, we'll see what happens. He's still Cases are still ongoing. All right, it's time. You know what time it is. It's time for New Music Friday. Here's the new music coming out this week. It's a ton of releases. Uh, so many, so many releases. Here's just a handful. We covered most of these. As in Hell is uh, the new death metal side project from Volbeat and Morgoth. Uh, Blackstone Cherry's new album, Screaming at the Sky, is out on Mascot Label. Love that record. Bloodlet is a debut sort of post-metal band from Church Road Records. Death Mother is the name of that album. Blood Command, World Domination on Hassle Records is out now. Code Orange, the above. We have an interview coming up with Code Orange very soon. Stay tuned for my interview with Jamie. On Blue Grape Records, the first release for Blue Grape Records. That's a full album. Uh, Fearing, which is a uh, sort of gothy dark wave album band. Their album Destroyer is out on Profound Lore. Filth is Eternal. Find Out on Monarch Heavy is kind of a punk band. Grove Street is kind of a hardcore crossover thrash band. Path to Righteousness, that's on Unified. Gunship, the big synthwave darkwave band, has a, their new album, star-studded album out. they got songs with Gavin Rossdale and Carpenter Brute and other people. Health. Unicorn, that's coming out soon. Harm's Way, if you want to do the meme, the Running Man meme, Harm's Way, Common Suffering out on Metal Blade, absolutely brutal and killer and inventive. I uh, did not have my money on them making a very out-of-the-box left-field record for them. KK's Priest featuring KK Downing and Tim Ripper Owens, formerly of Judas Priest. The Sinner Rides Again out on Napalm Records. That record's killer. Uh, Primordial, some black metal uh, from the UK as it ends on Metal Blade Records. Rorcal. Silence on Hummus Records. If you love grimy death metal, Hummus Records is where you want to go. Wolves in the Throne Room's brand new EP, Crypt of Ancestral Knowledge, is out on Relapse Records. And Woe from New York City. Not Woe, but Woe. Legacies of Frailty on Vendetta Records. Incredible black metal project. Uh, and a bunch more. Uh, just an absolute bunch more records. Death Blow was here earlier. So, yeah, lots of stuff. But that's kind of the stuff we reviewed, and uh, we'll keep promoting as best we can. Come check out our reviews. We are on a pace to review over 600 records this year, which would be among the top review websites in the world. I don't know anybody else that reviews that many records, but we do. Um, shout out to our whole staff all over the world and my partner and uh, senior editor, Steve Tovey. And now that that's out of the way, here's a fun meme. For you to share if you want to pause the video and screen grab it out. Just, you know, I didn't make it, but it's a fun thing. And now it's time for the mailbag. This is my favorite section of the show, actually. And so being in Chicago the last uh, month, I was there for a week. I remembered that I had done this interview a year ago with Gene Ambo. And Gene Ambo is an infamous and legendary Chicago area metal and punk photographer. And he put out this book celebrating his work from the venue The Metro which I went to but didn't go in. 
because they didn't have a show I could go to. And his book, which I have, and I remember that I had the book and I reviewed the, you know, reviewed the content and uh, talked to Gene. And this is his book, Heavy Metro. You can see it on all our camera angles. And uh, I'm just going to show you a couple of really rare ones. The book is beautiful. This is out on Stygian Sky Books. Stygian, Stygian. I'm not sure on that pronunciation. But uh, here's just a sample. The book is uh, beautiful. It's soft cover, but it's thicky. Um, you can buy it on Amazon and the link in our description. And here's some cool pictures. This is Metallica back in 1983 with Cliff uh, Burton, of course. And uh, James is like machine gunning the crowd with his axe. And uh, here is Glenn Danzig with Sawain or Samhain, if you prefer, but it's Sawain, covered in blood back in the mid-80s. And then here's a cool picture of Hellhammer with Celtic Frost. So, oh my, oh my gosh. Gene has shot everything. The book is amazing. It's also got pictures of Chicago bands like Alkaline Trio in their early days and so many punk bands and so many metal bands. So it's super cool. Gene was delightful to talk to. I will link that in the description on YouTube so everybody can kind of check that link out. I'll put it in the description and maybe in the video as a link here, probably right here, here. And uh, we'll do that. And that is our show. Uh, thank you so much for coming back and watching with us. I'm sorry we missed a couple. And uh, I'm going to go get something to eat and uh, wind down for the night. But uh, we're back at it. We were never off off guard, but just, you know, we just couldn't do the show for a few weeks. So thanks for being here. Uh, Aura Kogan is here as we are saying our goodbyes. Um, as you know, uh, thanks for being here. You could watch any content on the internet about rock and metal you're watching ours so if you like what you saw please give us a, a like and a subscribe thank you brooklyn miss have a good night if you like what you see check out our channel check out our youtube all our interviews we have so many more killer interviews coming still this year with humongous bands um just huge huge interviews so definitely check them out and uh again that's our show as i say every week at this juncture of the show thanks for watching if you made it this far you're a real one take care of yourselves Take care of each other and stay as metal as humanly possible. Peace out.